Hello. Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks. This is Kaylee here with Leif Hetland. We have a very exciting topic we're going to talk about today. Leif, you, the start of your ministry, I guess the, the power and the authority of your ministry, you, you receive this prophetic word um, about being a bulldozer. And often when you travel the world, people know you for the Father's love message, leaning into Papa, uh, receiving the baptism of love, which in in your world, that's the lamb. Um, and so I'm interested to know, like, where does the bulldozer play in this? Because you have the lion and the lamb paradigm. And so I'm interested to know, there's this other whole side of you that the world doesn't often see unless they hear about Pakistan, but it's evident in your everyday life. Yeah, I, I think that it's very important uh, even to take back again in the journey where I think after I've received that prophetic word, June 6, 1995, and people have heard when uh, Dr. Randy Clark prayed for me, uh, there was all I knew was pretty much the lion's nature of it. Uh, and we sing this song that God is a lion or God is a lamb. Uh, and we know biblically speaking that Jesus is the lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world, that Jesus is the lamb, but also Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And I think that the, for me, this whole journey of, uh, I, I, I didn't focus too much on the lamb, even actually sometimes culture-wise, of course, we have the Vikings, we are <laughs> we are Norwegian, and then the picture for masculinity and everything else is, is often the lion. So I think for me, I had to go through a journey that as, I will focus, I wanted to be a lion, but when I roared, uh, even in my own family and in church, and even when I was going to the nation, so much of that roar didn't come from the lamb's heart. And as a result of that, many times that when the roar is not coming from love, that is not because God is love, 1 John 4, 16. And as I am, so are you in this world. So, uh, so sometimes we want to go wider without go deeper. We try to create a roar that's going to go wide without first letting the lamb take us deep. So I think mm-hmm. that, that that was part of a journey that took about a five-year journey before I think I finally saw the value. It's not that I didn't have the lamb, but I saw the value. And not just the value, but the power of the lamb. I saw the authority that is in the lamb. And of course, I found my identity in the lamb instead of in the lion. Uh, When I discovered my identity in the lamb, suddenly I also could discover the authority in the lion. So that was kind of a learning that rhythm and the rhythm of heaven. And now I feel I'm in a season again where it is, there's just been over and over again, including last trip to Pakistan or where I was just in Montana, where the lion is showing up in a very powerful way. And I realize in that authority is just being released in a whole new level because I've been on a heart journey and I'm in the middle of a heart journey where he's just taking me deeper and deeper into that ocean of love. But according to how deep you go is also how wide you can go. And the roar can go as wide as you go deep into your heart journey. Mm. Interestingly, when I lived in Reading, you came and spoke in my first year class in 2004. 14 or 15. Um, and you said that you said, God wants to take you deep so he can take you wide. And I remember after you said that, um, it changed my life. That became my mantra for my time in Redding, California was that I would allow God to take me to the deep places in him. But interestingly, he also said the second year of my time there, um, I had felt like I had lost my roar and God said he was going to give me my roar back. So I was so excited to have this conversation with you. Um, just because you had this amazing prophetic unction when we were talking about it yesterday, um, that God was calling his lions to rise up again and that there was going to be a roar released on the planet. 
Yeah, and I think that what we are seeing very clearly, uh, and I was just having some scriptures that started to burn in my spirit, and one is there taken from First Peter, from chapter 5, and, and I'm going to just read a few of those verses, but from verse 6, it says, So humble yourself under the mighty power of God, and in His good time He will honor you. It says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about what happens to you. And here is the verse, Be careful. Watch out for the attacks from the devil, your great enemy, because he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for some victim to devour. Take a firm stand against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of sufferings that you are. In his kindness, God will call you to his eternal glory by means of Jesus Christ. After you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. All power is his forever and ever. Amen. And I think just to highlight a couple of things, I think that every one of us as believers in this season, we are aware of that there is a lion out there. And the enemy is a lion that is roaring. And there is a lot of fear. You see it on the news. You see it in government. We're seeing it in the nations. There is this roar of the enemy. And I think that's what started lately again for me. It's almost like you go through a different season. There's the season of going deep because you have to go deeper in the heart journey. And then on the other side, you start to go wider. And I'm just in the season where I'm realizing a lot of the injustices that has been taking place. I'm seeing it from human trafficking. I'm seeing what's happening of a persecuted church. I'm seeing that the greater falls, Montana, when I'm walking around prayer, walking there, and you just capture the lamb's heart of all the things that is broken because of methamphetamine and the consequences. I'm having a 12, 13, 14-year-old little girl putting her head into my chest, just weeping. And when I'm looking at her, and then my dad is a meth addict, and she's just weeping there. And to see the pain that she has, feeling what she's feeling, then there's the other side of me now, but it comes from love. It's not against people, but against the very enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So when we recognize that in my own life, in my family, in finances, or health, or all these different areas that that we're spending all this time kind of fixing all the different leaks, while the scripture here is very, very careful that we're going to, we have to take a firm stand against him. It's time for us to stand, and we are not going to allow the enemy taking over our families and finances and communities, and then we are hiding in churches. And, and again, the message of the Lamb will never be underemphasized because, as I'm saying, that it's so clear that that's who Jesus is, and he's calling us to be. And at the same time, period, if we are not learning also the authority of the lion and learning how to roar as the lion, the real lion, with a lamb's heart, then the enemy, as I'm saying, is going to continue to kill, steal, and destroy. But when we are showing up, just like Jesus, Jesus always came to give life and life more abundantly, John 10, 10. Mm-hmm. So lately, I'm just recognizing But what happens when it comes from the lamb's nature and you roar, people are gathering instead of scattering. And that's one of the things. It unifies because it comes from that heart. And it's just been beautiful again just to sensing because for a while there the enemy was silencing the voice. And sometimes he do it through fear. He does it through shame or guilt. He's trying to silence the voice. 
and a lot of people have lost that roar, been beaten down and beaten up so long, the enemy has just gone continue. It seems like if, if I take risk, if I do certainly pursue, if I go in closer to the Lord, there's going to be another beating. So what I do is I just settle a little bit yeah. and I lower my expectancy because if I don't have very high expectancy, I don't have to live with the disappointments. But we do not realize that's a weapon of the enemy and he's trying to wear us out. So this is why it's been so important for me again to, first of all, it's not just to get people now to, to create a roar. That's one of the reasons I will always start with a lamb but then at the same time but I do feel now the season has come for the sons and daughters of glory to arise and shine because our light has come and there should be a roar in America in what is going on and with all the injustices but again not against people it against that enemy who is just right now producing so much fear and so much chaos and there's so much noise out there and in the middle of it the prince of peace that comes from the lamb is about to be released yeah, I love what you said earlier about there being a rhythm because I, there's a healthy and unhealthy side of everything in life, especially who we are, like the lamb, the lion nature. Um, I'm interested to know your viewpoint on the healthy side of the lion, like what's happening around the globe. God's calling these sons and daughters to rise up. Um, what would what does the healthy roar look like in injustice? Yeah, I, I do believe that. Uh, I mean, I just have to give some practical, personal stories. We've just had a few incidences on my last trip when I was in Pakistan where there had been a lot of injustice going on against the persecuted church. People had been beaten up by the enemy as a lion. And then in the middle of it, when I'm showing up, instead of in the next moment, us against them, then recognizing who's behind this, who's creating the stir, what's the doing to the believers. So these believers has lost their voice. They had lost... So for me, it was to bring them, first of all, to the Lamb. So with the persecuted church, I brought them to the Lamb, and they got to experience the Lamb. They got an experience to lay down your life. They got to experience to lay down your fear and your shame and everything that took place on that beautiful, beautiful Friday when actually Jesus did this amazing divine change that anything that overwhelms you shapes you. And now it's time as a lamb just to lay all of those different lambs because there is healing in the lamb. There is strength in the lamb. There is joy in the lamb. There is peace in the lamb. You will find all of those things in the lamb's nature. And then on the other side, when people then are experiencing the freedom that you are experiencing from the Lamb. And that's the sons and daughters of glory that are free in the Lamb. And you discover your identity in the middle of your circumstances. Now, the healthiness that is coming in there as the lion, and that was for me when I'm starting to meet with some of the people that are behind, some of the systems that are behind, that I'm not coming there in fear, because if I'm coming in fear, I'm coming in the same spirit that the enemy is trying to produce. But I'm coming there in love. And when I create a roar, suddenly I'm bringing unity. So we bring Sunnah and Shia Muslims together. We're suddenly bringing all these different streams that has been in opposition. You become a gathering voice for these people. And you do now have authority over the area that you love. So in the next moment now, healing starts to take place. Atmosphere is starting to change. Mosque starts to open up. Freedom is taking place. And the very area where the enemy meant for evil, God is now using it for something good. So if the attack had not come, we wouldn't have those upgrades. So now what we're doing is we're tapping into the opposite of the nature of God. What the Lamb does gives me the identity. It is the fellowship of the suffering. But then you're moving into the lion's aspect and the authority that comes in the believer that comes from my identity. And now I'm roaring, but again, not against people. 
but against the very enemy that is controlling the people and to be able to release freedom. And it's just beautiful to watch that. I think another practical example I just mentioned to you was that girl in Montana. But several times, I think three or four times while I was in Greater Falls in Montana, I just fell in love with the church and the people there. But I walked all over the place. So again, I'm capturing where, uh, where the enemy was definitely roaring everywhere. And you could see it. It didn't take long to be able to identify the thief who came to kill, steal, and destroy. And that is that very roaring lion that's just looking to seek whom he may devour. He's just looking for weaknesses. He's creating a roar, and then he divides us, and then he's finding one that is alone, and then he starts to target that person. And it is just this watching what the enemy is doing, and then sensing this next thing that from the lamb is identifying with the people, identifying with the brokenness, identifying instead of them going through this, can you place that on me? That's the priestly realm of us as believers. That's the Lamb's nature that God has called all of us. But now the lion aspect, it is it is to do something about it. It is create a roar, both in the heavenlies, that is going to shift the atmosphere. It is certainly not coming in and saying, no, we're going to give the people their identity back. No, greater false belongs to Jesus. This is not over enemy. And then in the next moment, and releasing that roar and releasing the people back again to find their roar back and finding out even some of the things that the enemy has used to be able to steal the people's voices. And a lot of them were not even aware of it. So the first day we came in was a fresh baptism of love, just so you can become free from fear. Because when you are free from something, you can set people free. Then we went after some of those areas of addictions, the brokenness, what is done in the home. And it was incredible just to watch how the atmosphere, where people got saved. Uh, the meth addicts was just standing in line there, just experiencing. But this is a different lion. When that lion comes, it creates freedom to the people. And you can be that lion when you are free. And you can operate in that line when you are free. And free people sets people free. And whom the son set free is free indeed. So whom the sons and daughters set free, they will be free indeed. And you have authority over the area where the serpent has bitten you. So now you're raising up all these other people that are experiencing freedom to set people free. And that's how we can change communities, businesses, education starts to change atmosphere. Yeah, and I wouldn't call it the lean. I love it. You use that language a few times over the past few days when we've talked about this subject uh, it's the invitation when you're in the middle of an injustice it's the leaning into the father's heart gaining his perspective asking him questions gaining his heart the lamb's nature before you have the outward expression of the lion the authority and that's really the place that it comes from like um is there a roar in every person on the planet in oh, every son and daughter there's no doubt about it there's no doubt about it but it's a very important for people that that roar comes from the identity. Mm -hmm. The biggest war right now is about the identity. And then the enemy has a few different lies that he is trying to do that is actually identity theft lies. Mm -hmm. And one of them is just one of those lies is that I am what I have. I am what I have. Another lie is I am what I do. So now you believe that because of what you do, you certainly get your identity. And another lie is, I am what people says about me. And then you're going to constantly look for the opinion of people and checking the temperature that is around. So the enemy is, is a liar, and he's trying to lie about the identity. So what we, in one way, will try to do is now, you can try to going in and... <clears throat> You can't fake the enemy. You can go in and try to work up a roar and let us all roar together. And 
if that roar does not come from that place of identity, love, value, security, and everything, and that has to be tested, that land is being tested, but if it doesn't come from that very place, mm-hmm. there is still fear in us, and that's what's going to come out of the roar. And then in the next moment, instead of people gathering, they're scattering. And we see a lot of prophetic words, of powerful prophets that are not necessary heart prophets. So they see a diagnosis of what's going on in a community or in a city or in a place, and they see, oh, here is a lot of fear. And then say, well, we see a lot of fear here. And what you're doing with a roar is you're creating more fear instead of more freedom because it does not come from the Lamb's nature. So when you do see fear, it is an invitation for you to receive and have an upgrade in love so that you receive, become (laughs) release. You receive, you become, you release. Mm -hmm. So again, leaning back into that Lamb's nature. So then you can lean forward with a roar of a lion. And it comes from that place of love. And now that perfect love casts out fear. That roar of love changes the atmosphere. And fear moves out of people. Fear moves out of the atmosphere. So you just get the opposite in the nature of God. And I believe that so much of the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love. It's like if I had an orange in front of you, the fruit, singular, is love. That's the orange. And each boat, joy, peace, Mm -hmm. patience. So those are the boats in this orange. Is all these different evidences that you are in love. That mean you are in God and you're operating from the Lamb's nature. So one time that has just been, I've done it several times in the middle of sadness and sorrow, I release a roar of joy. And the joy of the Lord becomes our That's strength. Powerful. And then in his presence there is joy. In the middle of the storm, I suddenly lean into the opposite in the nature of God. In the middle of that storm, when I feel I'm going under, I'm just experiencing his peace and I'm receiving his peace and I'm becoming peaceful. And what I'm full of, the filling is the spilling. And then you start to release a roar of peace into the atmosphere and you change the atmosphere. So this is to create environment changer, atmosphere changer. They do not just check the temperature, but they are taking and setting the the, the thermostat. They set the temperature in classrooms, in businesses, in homes, wherever they are at. Awesome. Um, I want to take a second and talk about the risk factor in the lion's nature. Um, There's this amazing quote that I have on my wall. It's one of my favorite quotes. I think C.S. Lewis's uh, example of God using Aslan, a lion, in his stories is so brilliant. One of my favorite quotes is, um, safe. Who said anything about safe? He's not safe, but he's the king, I tell you. Mm. And I think that's an amazing picture of the lion nature of God is... uh, the difference between the risk and the wisdom, but um, there is a massive risk factor in that. So I'd, I'd love to hear your heart and some of your, I, I know you do this in Pakistan quite a bit. There's a massive risk where uh, you're just following Aslan, the king. <laughs> yeah, and I think I've lived with that. And another word for that risk factor would connect it to, of course, faith. And another one is connected to courage. And, and uh, clarity gives you courage. And that gives the confidence. So the more clear we are in our identity, but also more clear that we have in our authority. It's like a police officer in Peachtree City when I am driving down there. I can have a nice big car or big trucker can also follow me. And I have watched this police officer. He has 
a uniform on, he has a badge, he has a gun, and he suddenly just lifts up his hand, and suddenly I will stop and the trucker would stop. Why is that? It's because he has authority. He knows who he is. I'm a police officer. It's not just that I represent myself. I represent the city of Peachtree City, the state of Georgia. I have America as a government behind me to be able to lift up my hand. And even these big trucks that could run all over him, they will actually listen and they will receive it because of, uh, if you can call it, the the risk factors to going out and stopping that traffic. But it comes from the identity of being a police officer, but it also comes from the authority. And that's what a lion is, knowing what is behind you and what the authority that you have been given to do something about it, to stop in some of the bigger circumstances that is there. So consistently speaking, it is to finding that rhythm, if that's in Indonesia, or if I'm in Malaysia, or Pakistan, or Cuba, or in different nations, I'm making sure that I constantly are involved in something bigger than myself. Because the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And faith comes from hearing, not having just heard. I believe you hear. And sometimes what we're doing is we will like everything clear before we do something. And you know that uh, from this last trip that I went over, there were so many things that was unclear. It was totally opposite. And actually, there was all these things supernaturally that tried to stop the event. And sometimes that can be in finances, Sometimes that could be security, or they are canceling our ticket, or and you can just go on and on and on. So the lion's aspect is more the warrior. And sometimes I'm even getting motivated by watching a great boxer or a UFC fighter and to see how they train, because I do realizing that uh, both this life is a training for reigning program. But to be a healthy lion, there is a training that you go through. And nothing is a better training uh, for a lion than be actually being out there and to be able to face different circumstances with both your vision and both uh, your teeth and both your roar and all of the things that is part of that lion is going to be exposed. So the opposition that is coming against you is actually a friend. It's like for an eagle, the wind that is coming against you is what makes you so higher. It's the same thing for the lion that most of the muscle has been built with resistance. And what we many times do is we're trying to resist. We don't want tension. Uh, but if you do not have tension and live with tension intentionally, the tension that is coming here is the very thing that then build muscles for what's going to happen next. So David had this, and I think that probably on the second uh, podcast in this series, I think he's probably my favorite Lion King. I think that David is one of my favorite roaring lambs. David is just, and and you can see that so clearly in the life of David, of the whole rhythm. You see it with Jesus, and pretty much the foundation of the theology for this language is how the New Testament beautifully starts in Matthew 1.1, that this is the genealogy of Jesus. So if you say, what, what is the genealogy of Leif Hethlen? And well, what I've done is I've traced my father's side, mother's side, and you're going all the way back as far as we can. And you realize there's something in the DNA, something flowing into me that is forming me today based upon a genealogy and the roots that I come from. But if you trace Jesus, that is actually a, <laughs> tracing the root of Jesus. It goes back to Abraham and David. The son of Abraham, the son of David. Even somebody just saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Saying the son of David. He calls upon the lion. And in the next moment, the blind eyes are open up. Because he noticed that I honor the roots so I can be entrusted with the fruit. Because I know the roots of Jesus. 
And that's a beautiful, beautiful picture. So for me then to watch a David or to watch a Jesus or to watch in my own life that a lot of the things that you see that has been in opposition that was coming against you is also what is developing the character, the competence, and a lot of the other things that is needed for the lion to be able to stand firm. And that's what the scripture here said so clearly. Humble yourself, meaning go back in the lamb and in that mighty power. Because when you humble yourself, you get grace. You get God's ability. That's where you humble yourself in that very power of God. Then he gives, then you give all your worries and care upon God. So before you leave, just lay down all of those things because you can trust them. Because you have God's ability. Grace is God's ability. And that also releases God's authority that comes from his ability. It's not my ability. It is his ability. It is his authority. It is his power. It is his might. It is his strength. He is that lion that is living in me. So when we realize in that, and then now be careful, be careful. And there is why I think that some of us, we're not even aware that there is a lion. And he's not so worried if he can just keep people in fear and shame and guilt or using some of our language in chair number two, he knows that's not going to affect the world around us. So he doesn't use a whole lot of energy. But as soon as you're moving and have captured the identity of the lamb and are moving into the authority of the lion and you start moving into the maturity and developing the very roar that is going to change atmosphere, he's going to try to silence that voice. Then it is more for us to find out how do we deal with that and how do we make sure that the enemy doesn't steal our voice and how do we restore our voice in the middle of it. So, yeah, courage is a major thing connected to the faith and the risk factor. And when I've done, I think it's a 29 crusades in different parts of the world, uh, each one of them have had its own challenges. Each one of them had a risk factor. Each one of them had an element that was supernatural. Each one of them were tested, or financially speaking. There was a time, I remember, just to have faith for 10,000. Now, to have faith for 100,000. So, so the numbers has changed, because if you get faithful with one talent, he gives you two. And it's a similar with the lion's nature, the authority. It's according to the measure of the authority. So we have to grow into that authority. The fullness has been given, but how much of that account will he give to you? So you have a whole heavenly account available, but that doesn't mean, no, that has to do, if you had one talent and you buried it down, he's going to take that away and give it to somebody else. And that's why I think that positionally speaking as a lion, what we have access to doesn't mean that that's actually what's going to be given to you. That has to do with maturity. That's great. Yeah, that's great. I would love to... Here, but I think the lion in us uh, falls in several different categories. And so I'd love to hear your advice for each category. Like, what would you say, what advice would you give uh, to the lion who is unhealthy? Get healthy, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. Please get healthy, drink water, yeah. work out. Yeah, I, I think muscle. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the middle of some of that. I've been on the battlefield for so long being beaten up, bruised, and as most of the people in the audience know, I've had a broken neck, broken back, I've had a tumor, and I've had a lot of different things. And some of that is connected and it's associated to the lifestyle. But then I also realizing that one word for glory is kabod, that is the weightiness. But if there's any cracks in your foundation and the weight of God's glory come, it will crush you instead of bless you. 
So in the sense of so sometimes God is actually withholding some of the blessing he wants to give us because even the blessing, if he gave it to us, if we do not have the strength and the health. So for me, it's more uh, both physically health, spiritual health, emotional health. So health is in all the different categories. So a healthy lion, a sick lion doesn't make the same roar. A sick, yeah, it, it becomes, <laughs> I think it has a little bit. And I think we, we're listening. I've had some meow roar myself that's, that's come out of me. And uh, I, I think that one of my favorite stories, well, I, I, I'm going to actually jump over that story, but uh, I'm going to use that in the second podcast. Now, so the healthiness, I'm going through a season, yeah, some basic things. If you drink seven, eight glasses of water, depending on the body weight, it has to do with some nutrition. So if you what, what you eat is what you become. So meaning if you are putting foods that give life, that it will be released life. So some of it is just practical. I'm not making this legalism, but it is some basic things. So I'm making some changes in my diet. Um, so there's certain things that if I want to be a healthy lion, that I, I make sure to feed this valuable, valuable lion some healthy food. Uh, it's also with rest. Uh, we have talked a lot about Sabbath and just that you are living from rest instead of towards rest. There's such a war against rest. And even that one day you try to rest and take a time to just do nothing, you feel there is no productivity in it. Mm-hmm. And then the enemy goes in and he roars. And in the next moment, there's all this noise while you're trying to hear the Father's voice. So learning how to isolate all the noise that is around you and entering to this place. And it's a place of detox. It is a place of laying down, like the scripture says, all your burdens and care. It is a day of just freeing yourself from everything that this world has to do. Love God and love yourself and love the people around you, but not thinking about anything to do. Just focus on what you can be. And then the trust factor is you're going to be a healthier lion the six other days if you just take that one day and focusing on loving God and loving yourself and loving people. That's part of the reason we realize it was just one of those violations that every time we have a Sabbath, it seems something comes in and we have to make that Sabbath holy. And that's not the legalism. It is not the love of law. This is the law of love. Lions loving lions the way that Jesus loved lions. Jesus loved Jesus the way that the Father loved Jesus. And from that very place, you can love your neighbor as you love yourself. All right, all you lions, let's get healthy. Um, What would you say to the lion who feels like they lost their roar? What advice would you give them, like a power statement? I believe that get the I am statements back. It is, again, come back because that's where the roar comes from. I am. So if you are, I am significant. I am loved. I am valuable. I am focusing on making the I am statements when you wake up in the morning. And this is who, so it's like a police officer to put on the uniform. Or the prodigal son who came home, similar. you put on the robe, but put on the ring. So the robe is more the I am statement. And then the second of all, I have. And then the roar is, this is what I can do. So the I am statement, I am loved, I am healed, I am even opposite. You're prophesying over yourself. So the roar starts over yourself before before you're making the roar. And then second, when you're capturing the I am statement, 
So if you put 10 a.m. and start the morning and go to bed, because what you're doing, you're coming into at one moment with the Father and with the Son and with the Spirit, what they say about you. And what you're doing is you're deep in your identity and the roar comes from that identity of what he says. So I am, then I have. This is what I have. This is what I have. This is what my Papa says that I have. I have all authority. I have the, and then make the I have statement that comes from the I am and then releasing the roar I can do. So another one that one of my dear friends, covenant partners, part of GMA, uh, he is a pastor here in Atlanta at Northland. I love what he says is, first you describe, and I believe this is beautiful, you describe. Describe your circumstance, describe your situation, like we say in the Giant Slayer's book, in the Giant Slayer's seminar. We're saying, uh, name your giant. Just be clear about what giants, if that's finances, if that I've lost my voice, I have, but describe the giants that you're facing right now. So first you describe, then ascribe. So what you do now, you're focusing on who God is. I maybe have some pain here, but I start off this morning, but God is my healer. God is my help. God is my sufficiency. God is my strength today. God is my joy. Jesus, you are. Holy Spirit, you are. And I'm just starting to release. I start to ascribe. And you saw that with David. It's not that he was not honest about what's going on, but he was also honest about who God is in the middle of it. And then the prescribe, then the roar comes out. Now you prescribe it. Now here's what God is going to do about it. You Goliath. And then you start to prescribe, and you start to release the roar that changes the atmosphere. It's a good way to practice your voice. You are honest by describing, but now from describing, you cannot just sit and describe what's going on. Now ascribe who God is that is opposite to what you're experiencing, and then start to prescribe what God is going to do about it, and how you're going to join God in it, and how you're going to let your roar be known. That's the kind of advice that makes you want to run around the room. Like, I think I follow that category. It's kind of a thing. It can lead to dancing, so be careful, Kaylee. You can be a, you can be a joyful Christian, uh, and maybe that roar will be so loud that uh, none of us can be able to hang around the office. Watch out, <laughs> um, I think there's one last category I'm interested to know what you think about. Um, what would you say to those who didn't even know they had that in them, that it's a brand new concept, or the, it, it, whether it's fear holding them back, or it was just they never thought they could roar? No, I, I think that it starts that with, again, what we mentioned in the first one. Be honest with yourself and just des- describe. Describe where you're at. Describe what's going on. Describe. Here's what, It's like I, I'm more an orphan than I'm a son. So the first thing is that I don't know what I don't know. And now they suddenly. But the second stage is now I know what I don't know. And that's a beautiful thing because that creates humility. It creates hunger. Now realizing, wow. I didn't even realize that, that that lamb, Jesus, the lamb, the identity of the lamb, the identity as beloved son and daughter, that there's such authority. I didn't realize actually that I have been given the authority. I am like that police officer. Actually, I can stop trucks. I maybe do not start with a truck. I maybe start by first putting on my uniform or my robe and my ring. So it starts to Ascribe. So I mentioned the prescribe, ascribe, and then starts to describe what God is going to do about it. So it is all about practicing the roar of the lion. And I will encourage people even find a place, if that's in the car, sometimes just even emotionally speaking, make that <laughs> Make those roar be known. Just let it get out there. Get on YouTube. Find some roar of the lion because there's something in you. It's like well, me when Come I on. see an eagle in the sky, it does something with my spirit. Like, that's what I was born to do. I was born for freedom. I was born to soar. I was not, I'm not living from earth towards heaven, but heaven towards earth. 
The eagle does that with me. The lion does that with me. Watch the Lion Kings. And then hang around other lions. Don't just be around chickens. Be around other lions. And feed yourself with the food of lions because it's going to give you life. Because it's going to give you not just life, but life abundantly. And that's what we release in the roar. That is powerful. Uh, I had a leader once, a mentor, who would have us roar over different people in our group to release breakthrough. It's an actual powerful thing that you can do, just like the roar you did. It gets you outside of yourself. It literally pierces the atmosphere you're in. So I love that. That's an incredible thing that we can do in our daily lives. Um, and I'm, I'm so encouraged because God is empowering his sons and daughters on the planet right now because we are at a, an unpre- we're seeing unprecedented growth and uh, the gospel is spreading like never before. And you have this incredible graph of the unfinished task and we're closer than we've ever been. And so it just seems like the time is right for God to be doing this. Yeah, God is raising up roaring lambs. And God is raising up sons and daughters of glory. Creation right now is moaning and groaning for the very manifestations of the sons and daughters of God. Where are the sons? Where are the daughters? Where are those lambs that cares, that loves? And where are those lions that can do something about it? And that's what God is doing even now through what we are involved in. We are raising up those roaring lambs. We are raising up these lions with authority. And that's part of the reason what we're doing now, like with the Rain and Life Academy, what we're doing in this season is even we're tapping people into the very wisdom so that they can have both the love of Jesus, the power of Jesus, and the very wisdom of Jesus to be able to step into this, take people on journey. Because sometimes they're hearing the podcast. Well, sometimes what I've seen is that they have an impartation and encounter, but they do not know how to go on the journey, first of all, uh, to maybe find a lamb's nature, but then also start to operate as lion and to do that in community with other believers. So this is part of what we are doing now in this season. And I'm very, very clear about I do want to raise up these sons and daughters of glory. And I think that uh, if somebody's out there, uh, it's just going to be a couple of months. We are working right now. It's just tapping into the very wisdom of God that is also connected to when am I supposed to be a lamb and when am I supposed to be a lion and making sure that I maybe not prematurely roar that's also connected to wisdom so there are so many things that's connected to wisdom to find this rhythm so that in our homes and in our businesses and our daily life that this is something that can change earth with heaven because we've learned the very rhythm of heaven that is actually very restful and that is just to move into the rhythm that jesus did what we do is what we see our father do and what we say and roar is what we hear our father say i love that lions rise up Come on. The time is right. That's awesome. Um, we can go ahead and transition to the second part. Um, I don't think we have to go on too much longer. We can edit the pieces together and just make it one podcast. Yeah. Um, but uh, I know you want to go into this, and there was a story you mentioned earlier that uh, you wanted to tell. Yeah. So um, there are lots of examples of lions throughout the Bible. We've heard a few verses in the previous podcast. Um, I'm interested to know... The, there's the lion and the lamb aspect, and you have this incredible gra- graph on the table that has Abraham and David. Um, Abraham's the lamb in secret, and David is the lion open. But David exemplifies a very balanced lion life, a very healthy. Like We see his unhealthy moments throughout the scriptures, but um, he was a shepherd boy. He, he lived as a lamb until his moment. Yeah, and you can see also with David from, as I said, the lamb's nature was also developed by taking care of lambs. 
So he learned how to be faithful in the natural. And a lot of us, we're going after the supernatural. We're going after the authority of the lion when I first discovered the identity as a lamb. And one example was one lion that represented also the enemy had taken one of his lambs and had it in its mouth. And then how David would courage little shepherd boy. I don't know how much he weighed, 120 pounds, but he attacked that lion. So you can see that the love that he had for the lamb that he was willing to, and the perfect love is what cast out fear. The love that David had for the lamb that was captured by that lion was greater than the fear he had for the lion. So some of those things that you see in David's life and developing the heart, that's why God was so attracted to him. It was that heart. It was the heart of the lamb that gave him the authority to become a king. So you see the priestly realm, you see the prophet realm, and the kingly realm. And you see specifically in David's life as part of his training for reigning that eventually as he moved towards that throne, many, many different times he had an opportunity to roar, but he didn't roar prematurely. Even after he killed Goliath, which is, of course, we wrote a whole book, Giant Slayer's book, Mm -hmm. which is all about the nature of the lamb, but it's also coming into the very authority of the lion. But to see when David comes there and and everybody else, to some degree... They didn't know their identity. They had lost their identity because that's what fear does. That's what shame does. That's what guilt does. So they would have, but David knew who he was. He knew who he was. He knew the lamb's nature, but he also knew the authority. So he was a worshiper that is connected to the lamb's nature, but he was also a warrior. And you see that with a sling and a weapon that he has mastered skillfully. Other people were seeing how big Goliath is. God, uh, David was saying, look what big target I have. I can't miss this one. It's a different perspective when you have the identity and you represent God before people and people before God. But David is also knowing what is at stake here. What, what is actually going to go on? Uh, because this enemy and representing the devil, this lying that is just looking whom he seek whom he may devour. David is stepping in there and the roar that was presented, rage stopped the identity of a whole new generation of giant slayers, meaning they were also lions with lamb's heart, but they didn't know it until one steps in the scene. So it's also important that God in this season, all over in our culture, raising up these roaring lambs like David, so that it creates that courage that is needed for them to suddenly realize that's who I am too. I just lost my voice, but David gave my voice back because I know if God could do that through him and we see that Goliath that I have been running from, if that was the giant of fear or anxiety or shame or whatever that giant is, or poverty, and I love stories of people not just being debt-free and moving into abundance because that giant of poverty has come down over people's life, including my lunch appointment in Nashville tomorrow was somebody for almost all their life was struggling even from paycheck to paycheck and living in lack and now just have stepped then handed that, uh, uh, yeah, faced that giant, the supernatural giant of finances. And you could start to see that that giant has come down. And that person I was raising up a whole other group of people that is financially speaking, becoming giant slayers or becoming debt free God's way in God's authority and power. So it's, it's beautiful to watch. Yeah. Um, the enemy is an exa- has used as an example of a lion in the Bible, but Jesus is as well. Yep. What does the Bible say about Jesus being the lion? Yeah, and you see that very, very clearly that in Revelation 5.5 5 is one scripture verse. But I think that the whole nature, like we mentioned, that after 400 years of silence between the, the end of Malachi 
when it was written that he's turning the father's hearts towards the children, children's hearts towards the fathers, unless I smite the earth with a curse. So the last word of the old covenant, the old context was suddenly the word curse. Boom. And it's silence for 400 years. And after 400 years, Matthew stepping in this tax collector. He used to be called Levi, the Jewish name, but he's Matthew, the tax collector. And he has an encounter with Jesus, being changed by Jesus, through the revelation of the Holy Spirit, he writes, this is the genealogy of Jesus, the son of Abraham. And if you remember Isaac, the lay down lover, the son of David. So now he traces, Jesus, there is that lion. And Solomon became a picture. And you saw even these lions around the temple there, representing the authority, the kingly authority, that we are called to rule and reign together with him. One represents the covenant. The other one represents the kingdom. One represents the priestly. The other one represents the kingly. And you start to see that rhythm in the life of Jesus. And then he gave us the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And for us to start to learn and capture the same heart, this beautiful, beautiful heart of a lamb and the authority of a lion. And that's why Jesus says the last word, he says, now all authority has been given to me. Now you guys, I'm going to, you go. As long as you go, not stay just, but when you go, there's all authority. And I'm going to be with you always, as long as you go. So it ends with, I will be with you always. So this is a very beautiful, how it ends here. Sons and daughters that are lamb and lion that are actually going, and they are discipling nation, immersing people in the Father, Son, and Spirit. They immerse them into family, and we teach them from that very place. We teach nations. That's what God is raising up in this season, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I've so enjoyed this podcast. It's helped me greatly already, and I can't wait to implement a lot of these things in my own life. Leif, will you close this out and pray for us? I would love to do that. Father, I just want to honor you as being a good, good papa. I thank you for just the gift of sonship where I can say, Abba, Papa, Father. Thank you for the gift of love. I thank you that you, God, you are a God of love. And I think that we can receive that love, become love, and then eventually release that love. I thank you also, Father, that as you sent Jesus and Jesus came both as a lamb and as a lion. I thank you, Father, even as we're seeing that nature in Jesus and then he sent us the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, that at this moment, the Holy Spirit is going to touch listeners out there. And some of them just need to go back again and find that Friday where they just lay down everything. And what I mean with a Friday is the the day that Jesus died. That is, this is the genealogy of Jesus, son of Abraham. Finding that lay down lovers. Become free by just laying it down. The freedom is by giving up, you are actually going up. By laying everything down, you're receiving everything. So, Father, I just release even at this moment that all shame and guilt and fear is going to be done. And I thank you for that beautiful heart of a lamb. Uh, that is going to be developed in each one of us, that we are all going to be like David. And what we kind of just lean towards and saying like what David did and what you did in David's life. You took a shepherd's boy, and in that shepherd's boy there was a king. 
I thank you, Father, there's a kingly authority in every single one of us believers. And I thank you that the very roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah is going to be heard throughout our cities, throughout our families, throughout America, and throughout the nations. But it is going to come from the Lamb's nature, and it's going to gather people. It's going to gather the nations. And I thank you, Father, that even as we're looking into the future, and as we look there, I saw there was a Lamb. And then suddenly in the next moment, I look and there is that lion. I thank you for Revelation 5, 5. And I'm blessing you, even in this beautiful journey, to lean back as a lamb, but then lean forward as a lion and roar, roar, and making sure that your roar will be heard. The roar of love and joy and peace just change the atmosphere around you because you are peaceful, you are joyful, because that's what you receive, become, and that's what you will release. I bless you as you describe, as you ascribe, and as you prescribe and change your atmosphere. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen.